kind of like a circle. Like, right in the middle is just the two of you, and then you have different rings. Yeah. And there should be certain people that should be in inner rings and certain people that should be on outer rings. Go. Welcome back to the Yumi Us Together podcast. We are so glad you guys are here. We're the Roots, and today we're going to be talking about community, basically. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about friends. Friends. Friendship community. Yeah. <laughs> the people you hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Other than each other. Yeah, we do a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, well, you you should see each other a lot if you're married. We do a lot more than most married couples. I know, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You don't know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. You should, if you're married, you should see your spouse. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> One minute. Yeah. Um, today... We are dog-sitting in Noah's parents' house, so if you hear barks or nails on the ground, that's what it is. Go to bed. Come on, let's go to bed. Go to bed. Let's go to bed. And we got him. Lay down. Puppies. I am still feeling very... Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Earthquake. <laughs> I'm still feeling very tired today from... We've been dealing with a sick puppy for a few days. Our He's... baby. He he was sick all night. Not last night, two nights ago. Just throwing up. Throwing over up. Over and over. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Couldn't keep food down all of yesterday. Yeah. So nothing not even water he couldn't keep water down i know it's so bad yeah so he's feeling better today yeah feeling good yeah we're feeding him like little portions yeah (laughs) he eats like every 20 minutes just like a little spoonful of food yeah some rice and some yogurt Mm -hmm. he's spoiled yeah (laughs) anyway um friends yes you have any friends we love the TV show Friends. No. <laughs> Wrong topic. We do have friends. We are not friend experts because we haven't had friends for long. Yeah. Since we got married. Um, How long? We had probably been married. Two and a half years. Three. three years. Over three years. Close to three and a half maybe before we actually got Couple friends. Other couples that were similar age to yeah. us. That Before were that, it was just us. And then family took up all the other time. And let me tell you, having couple friends is a game changer. Yeah, it is. Game changer. We, like, we love hanging out with our friends, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Just spending time with them and they... Give us life rather than take it away and make us exhausted, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Having other couples that are your friends and having uh, cr- friends of the same faith are also, is also super valuable yeah. because we can build each other up in that way. Yeah. 
friends in the same stage of life too. Yes. I think is really important. Which um sometimes I feel like, oh, we're not in the same stage of life because some of our friends have babies and we don't and um but we've all been married less than five years. Like we're still in that Yeah. That stage, so Yep. Yeah. We're it's all been... similar age, so we're doing similar things. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah. I think an important part, too, is um, having, like, friends that are strong couples, you know? Can you explain that? Um, I didn't, I wasn't expecting you to (laughs) Sorry. I was hoping that you would go off of what I said. Strong couples as in, because, like, we have some friends that are strong-willed that are harder for you to get along with. Yeah, more like um, having strong relationships, but also, like... They'll hold you accountable for things? Yeah, they're strong in their faith. They're strong in their relationship. They're... They have the same beliefs as us, like you said. Like, they're like, this marriage thing is forever. Not like, oh, yeah, this is what we're doing right now. But, you know, marriage doesn't last. Yeah. So... Absolutely. I guess same mindset as us. Or just, you know, strong, healthy relationships. They have healthy relationships with each other and we can have healthy relationships with them. Yeah, for sure. I get that for sure. We, um, it's, you hear all the time, like the people you hang out with is who you're going to become. Yeah. Okay, bye. And um, it's so true. And if you're hanging out with couples that um, throw the word divorce around and... um, Even jokingly. Yeah, jokingly. Or um, they aren't faithful or they... whatever, right? There's a, a laundry list of things. If you're hanging out with people like that, yeah. you're going to think that those things are okay. Mm-hmm. Or even um, have a relationship with Christ. Right. That, that, that's hard for me sometimes because I'm like, they always tell you to have like-minded friends. So Christian friends that have a strong relationship with Christ that we can um, use to support each other. But also it's like, aren't we supposed to be ministering to people? And those people you minister are the people that don't know Christ. Of course. And so I get like confused sometimes. Like, shouldn't I have non-Christian friends? I think... We shouldn't be so close-minded that we just have friends that aren't that are Christian. Yeah. But um, for our main support group of couples that we go to when we are mm-hmm. struggling with something, or couples that um, we choose to be with to be encouraged, stuff yeah. like that, um, they need to be of that same faith, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, just because. That belief system is huge for us. It yeah. it kind of is the basis of our whole, our whole life. Yeah. It's kind of like a circle. Like right in the middle is just the two of you and then you have different rings. Yeah. And there should be certain people that should be in inner rings and certain people that should be on outer rings. Yeah, for sure. And people who aren't Christians can be in your rings, but they shouldn't be your inner rings. Right. 
Yeah, and I would even say some of our closer friends have moved uh, further in on some of our rings than um, maybe some of the family members around us. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's some things we, well, there's things you don't share with your parents. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. And th- not that it's bad because we have awesome relationships with our parents mm-hmm. and our siblings and all of that. But we we need people that aren't our family to do some life with as well. Yeah. It's been interesting since we've done so much life with just our family and no friends to see how, like, there are other ways that people live. You know, like, it's Mm -hmm. not like this is the only way. It's like, oh, some people do things differently. That's interesting. You know? (laughs) Do you have any examples? Um, Let me try to think. Yeah, because, well... I'm trying to think of some. We just thought we were really weird by choosing to do some things different from both of our families. Yeah. And we've realized that's not a big deal to be different. Yeah. Because our friends have shown us they're way different from us and they are doing life just fine. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some examples. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um. A lot of our friends, they they have a friend group. They call themselves the basement dwellers <laughs> because they all are newly married in the last few years and they live in their parents' basements because they can't afford to move out yet. Yep. And we've been in that position before where we lived in your brother and yep. sister-in-law's basement. And I just remember thinking like, oh, this is terrible. Like who would ever live, choose to live in someone's basement and... Here not that are. not that they're terrible. I don't want them to hear this and be no. like, but it's just hard to live with other people. We love them and they would agree with us in this. Uh my brother and sister-in-law, they we love them to death and they our relationship is 100 times better now than it was when we were living together because there were just tensions that come up when you're living with people that aren't your 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 yeah. family. But it like got me in this mindset like don't ever live in a basement. Like it's not uh-huh. gonna be good, and um, it's always gonna ruin a relationship, and always gonna, you know, these certain things yeah. are stuck in my mind. And then, not that these people are like, oh, I'm just gonna live in my parents' basement forever because it's wonderful no. here. But it's like, oh, it, you know, this it is okay. It's like, doable. Yeah, yeah. You need to do that, then it's it's okay, and I shouldn't judge you for it, because yeah. I started like, oh, you live in a basement, I've done that, it sucks, like, yeah. why would you ever choose to do that? But it's like, no, if that's what they need to do, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? for sure. They've adopted us in. We live in a figurative basement, because we're living on my grandma's property. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think judgment is one of those things, too, that it's like because we have a certain way of doing things because we only hung out with family and we're like, oh, this is how it is. It was so much easier to judge anybody else that did anything slightly different. Differently, yes, for sure. And I'm learning, like, there are just different ways to do it and that's okay. I don't need, I can do it different than you and it's fine. Yeah. You can do it different than me and it's fine and I shouldn't judge you for that. Yeah, especially you know? with people around us starting to have babies. Uh realizing there's a lot of different ways you can go about 
doing that. Yeah. And raising your kids and doing all those things. It's really, from the outside, it's fun to watch for yeah. us. Um, because we haven't had that experience yet. It's like, well, we're getting ideas of <laughs> what we like, what we don't. But we realize that everyone around that has kids around us loves the, the, their kids to death. Yeah. But they all choose to love them in very different ways. Yeah. Parenting styles are different for everyone. And it's not like one way is wrong and one way is not. But everyone yeah. raises their kids a little different. And it's interesting seeing that. And thinking about that for like our future because I know I've been really close-minded before and thought like once we have a once I have a kid my life is over because my whole life needs to be dedicated to them now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very close-minded, but like seeing how other people are raising their babies, I feel like no, it's possible to still have your own life after you have a baby. Yeah. Like I felt like I don't want to have a baby. We said five years after we got married when we first got married, and I kept pushing it back. Like, maybe we should wait 10 or even longer <laughs> because I don't want, I'm not ready for my life to be over yet. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. You can still, I mean, you still need to care for your child, obviously. Yeah, of course. But you can still go out and be yourself and live your own life and raise kids. Yeah. You know? You can make choices that allow you to do that. Yeah. This. Having your kid take over your life and that being your whole life after they're born is a choice that you make. It's not something that just happens. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's another thing I've learned. Yeah. But, yeah. Got a little off track. Anyway, <laughs> the differences are okay, I think, as long as you have those similarities. Yes. That um, we're all Christian faith. We all agree that... Um, Marriage is forever, like some of those found, <clears throat> sorry, those foundational principles mm-hmm. that we all have and all share. Um, kind of like in our last podcast episode where we said people do marriage different. Some people do marriage differently and that's okay. But there are a few things that it's like, this is the right way to do it. And there's no other way. Um, having kind of like that, like having foundational principles that we all agree on. Mm-hmm. And then, Yeah. Yeah. And especially knowing that we all have the same foundational principles makes it a lot easier to um, trust them. Yeah. Yeah. Something, um, another thing that having, um, having friends as a couple, one of the biggest things we've realized is just living life together. Mm-hmm. None of us were meant to, like, yes, we have our partner. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love doing life with you, but I would go crazy if it was just us all the time. Yeah. And <laughs> you would probably say the same, but um, the we just need to be able to have people to go through life together. That's not our family. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've seen a ton of value just from like really simple things that it's like, you have a lot of value from that? Like, yes, I get a lot of value from these really lame things that we do with people, whatever that may be, yeah, right? going out to eat dinner. Right. It's like, or... we probably would have done a date night anyway, and it's like, but it's fun to be able to spend time with other people, build those relationships. Yeah. And it's especially fun with other couples where it's like, they can they can be talking about their relationship with each other and 
you can pick up these little things like, I had never thought of doing it that way. Or, well, let me give you a little advice on this because it may lead to something harder down mm-hmm. the road. Stuff like that. And so it's fun to really do those, have those interactions. Yeah. And just do life together. Those interactions are very life-giving. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And recognizing that there's a lot of people have friendship hurt just from everyone does, it seems like. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are really nervous about making new friends and kind of being vulnerable and it's really valuable to be able to recognize okay these people are safe and I can be vulnerable with them and they're going to accept me they're going to um, they're going to encourage me whatever that may be yeah and really opening up to the idea of if I need to call this person they're gonna be there for me right whatever that may be yeah that's our whole thing it's crazy to me that we weren't able to make friends for the first three years because we love being available for people. Mm -hmm. And we tell almost everyone, like, we are some of the most available people you'll meet because we are, we own our own business and we kind of can manage our own schedule and do what we want for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so we want people to recognize we are here for you, whatever that may be. We are happy to drop stuff and come help you with whatever it may be. Yeah. Right? So. I think one of the keywords to pull out of what you just said was encouraging. Mm-hmm. That's a big, I feel like, tell on how you know if someone really is a strong friend or not. Is Are they encouraging? Do they lift you up? You know, are they there for you? Not saying like, Oh, they didn't answer my phone call today. Therefore, they're not there for me. You know. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't like read into it that yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> Life is busy for all yeah. of us. But um, if you can't answer yes to all or any of those questions, then you might want to consider if that's a friend you really want to keep in an inner circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they need to move out, Alaire. Yeah. For sure. Because I think that's how friends should be. They should be encouraging. They should be uplifting. They should be... What other words would you use? <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. I do know. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that that means there will never be conflict. Just having a relationship with anyone leaves the door open for conflict. Yes. Most of the time when it comes to communication. Yeah. Yeah. And- and how you guys communicate and yeah being okay with other people not knowing how to communicate well yeah (laughs) which is fine especially um i mean all of our friends right now they're really close really good friends but they still frustrate me sometimes yeah you know i'm sure we do things that frustrate them so yeah you take the good with the bad with any yeah relationship right Mm -hmm. but it's learning how to uh, recognize like this person really is like a true friend and i want to keep them in my inner circle and so 
I need to figure out how to work this out or work past this mm-hmm. frustration, you yeah. know, to um, to keep them there because they're important to me. I agree. Yeah. A true friend is important to you, but you are also important to them. I've had several friendships where it's like, I'm getting really worn out doing all the work because you're not willing to invite me to anything. Yes. You know? It's, yeah. We need... We all need to learn to recognize when a relationship is one-sided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not saying that that can't be a relationship you still keep in your life, but that might be another tell to wonder, do they need to move out a layer? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because it just puts you in this position of being hurt mm-hmm. more than you should be. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, I... I continue to put myself out there and this person continues to blow me off or continues to whatever. Yeah. Right. Or they don't even make an effort in the first place. Yeah. I'm the only one making an effort. Yeah. Um, and there are, I will say there are seasons of life where that's just going to happen. There are. For sure. And um, you'll notice that a lot more if you have a certain friend for a certain amount of, for a long time versus I just made this friend in there acting this way to start um right they're just probably so, apprehensive about you they're yeah. just not sure um, you're both trying to figure out how each other works yeah so i don't want to leave out grace like you should have grace for people but um recognizing some of those red flags and wondering should i not that i have to cut this person out of my life fully but should i move them out of layer and mm-hmm. i have some friends like that where it's like i would still call them my friends but Instead of hanging out with them every week, I now see them maybe once a year or, you know. Yeah. 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 Something else I wanted to touch on was um, if you hang out with the same group of people, right? Mm -hmm. Several couples, whatever. We have found that we get immense value from, we love all of our groups. But we get immense value from one-on-ones or uh, two-on-twos, I guess, with individual couples Mm -hmm. from those groups, right? And um, we've especially been super encouraged when people have, those couples have reached out to us and said, hey, do you want to do something? Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's it's encouraging to us, like, wow, they actually want to hang out with us. They want to be with us, right? Yeah. And that's maybe that's some of our insecurity of not doing, not knowing well how to do the friendship yeah. thing because we don't have a lot of, ex- of experience. Yeah. I think also I've, um, it's been a trend that I'm the person that reaches out to make plans. And so it feels really really good when someone else is like hey do you want to get coffee and i'm like you asked me mm-hmm. i didn't have to ask you yeah, like you actually want to hang out with me i will rearrange my schedule just yeah. because you asked yeah and so i think that's part of it too it it feels really good yeah but um yeah but yeah it it's we've loved one-on-ones with other couples and um even like just going out with the guys and doing stuff with the girls, you know, separately. That was uh, this week. We even, the us guys met, some of us guys met together from one of our groups Mm -hmm. and we were like, we might have to do this more often because it's kind of fun to break out and have different conversations. 
that's mm-hmm. not everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And there's certain topics that it's like, I would talk about this with just girls, but not with a bunch of mm-hmm. other guys in the room, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's, so going into that, I think it's really important to have the couple friends, but also to have like individual friends. Separate from each other. Separate from each other that we can really um, connect with. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, there are some conversations that you want to have just man to man or woman to woman. And it's it's not that I'm hiding it from you. Like, I'll still have this conversation with you, but I don't need everyone else's husband to hear this conversation. Right. You know? Yeah, we've had some moments. I don't think they were all bad. But we have had some moments in our groups where it's like, is this crossing a line? I'm not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I totally agree. There's a lot of value that can be mm-hmm. brought out from that. And that could be, um, like, from your small group, just hanging out with some of, like, just the wives or just mm-hmm. the husbands. Or it could be someone else entirely. Absolutely. Like, I think it, um, you... Yeah, it doesn't have to be like, we have this one group, we have to stick in this group, and that's it. And if I need just woman-to-woman time, I need to pick someone out of that group. Yeah. But I think it's really important to feel like if I need woman-to-woman time, I can pick any woman out of that group. And they will be like, yeah, let's chat. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it is really important to have those individual friends too, but... There's also, like, a different level of, um, you have to be more cautious about crossing a line in certain things, I feel like. Can you explain? Um, I think when I, when you are away, I'm going to do from my perspective. So when a wife is away from her husband and with a girlfriend, it's a lot easier for her to rant about her husband or talk crap about her husband and i don't think that that's healthy i agree i think it's important to have a friend that you feel comfortable with going to and talking about certain things like um my husband is doing this and is that is that normal is that okay is Mm -hmm. that you know getting another perspective but not my husband is just a piece of crap. Like he won't even wash the dishes when I ask him to. Yeah. Yeah. Attacking their character is never okay. Right. Um, And I think that's a lot easier to cross that line when they're not there. So when we're not in a setting where we're together, it would be easier for me to bash you. Same with you. Yeah. With me. Yeah. And we, you have to really build in those habits of like, Um, I'm, I want to express my, this thing that I'm struggling with, Mm -hmm. with my friend, but learning where the line is of, I don't want to get to a point of gossip. Yeah. Right. It's just something you need to be aware of that Mm -hmm. it's easy to cross that line. So let's just be aware of it and try not to. Yeah, for sure. Um, with that being said, when we're together in a group, the line that's really easy to cross is, um, I feel like humiliating your spouse or saying things about them that's going to 
um, right? Not uplift them around other people. So bringing up situations that may have happened between us. Yeah. And we, you know, it happened. We moved on, but it's like, oh, this would be a really good example in this situation, yeah. and so I'm going to use it in this small group setting. And we've had issues like that where we come away from a small group, and it's like, you know. That was a, I know that that was a really good example of what we were discussing, but it felt made me feel belittled or it made me feel like I screwed up. Yeah. Right. Um, and so we just have to have those conversations before we go into those things so that we really can yeah. be on the same page. Otherwise, it is really hard to hurt each other. Really easy. easy. I'm sorry. Easy yeah. to hurt each other in that way. I think it's just something where you also just need to be aware of where the line is because you can't always talk about it before. Of course. It's easy to talk about it before when you're the one leading the conversation, but when you're not, you don't know what's coming up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like I find myself sometimes um, I'll like do anything to, to get like a laugh or I'll, yes. I'll reach for it and... Sometimes that means telling a story about you that's really embarrassing for you. Right. And it's like, I, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. It's definitely extra learning important. That, learning that line. And when, when, the, when the situation happens, right, last time this happened, I made sure to bring it up to you. Because I could have just chosen to bottle it up and just been like, just been angry with you. Yeah. But is that really what she thinks of me? Right. But the fact that I was able to, well, and it was something where I forgot to give you a gift for a uh, birthday, maybe. Maybe it was right. a birthday, right? Yeah. And so I, I just spaced it, or I thought um, the particular thing that you brought up was. Um, I wanted to buy backsplash so we could do backsplash in the in the trailer, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that you want wanted something specific, and so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to tell her. Can you pick something out? I'm happy to buy it. Yeah. But it then put this pressure on you, and we never bought it yeah. because we never took the steps to actually do that. Mm -hmm. And so that was the example you brought up, and. In the context we were talking in, it made me feel like I totally dropped the ball and I just don't ever get you gifts, even though you need gifts for your love language, right? And so it was it was a situation where I felt like I thought we had resolved this because we had talked about it. We had talked about that situation beforehand and kind of worked through it yeah. together. And I felt like we've already worked through this but you're bringing it up again with our friends and I feel like you're trying to pick out a scab. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. Where in my head I was, the point I was trying to get to is when gifts are a top love language for you, a lot of times it's really important to um, get a physical gift mm -hmm. instead of someone saying, why don't you pick out whatever? Yeah. Because for, in my experience, it just never happens. Right. I never get to picking it out and then I just and then it feels like a forgotten gift like you didn't get me anything that year Absolutely. because it wasn't physical yeah you and would rather me 
get you a gift and get it wrong and we have to exchange it, then for the most part, yeah, then I make you a promise and don't go follow through with it. That's really yeah. what it is. Well, it's not even you're not following through with it. You, Your gift is putting it on me to do it myself. And I don't. Right. You don't want that. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to do it myself. That's the point. Yeah. But um, because of that, I, I thought, um, oh, an example would be really good here. And that was the first one I thought of. So that's what I brought up. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, this is what we're talking about. Here's an example. Cool. And for you, you were like, seriously, you're bringing this up again? We've already talked about this. Yeah. And so it caused conflict because we weren't on the same page. And, um, you know. The challenge comes when... You know, the thing is, we know our friends didn't judge either of us for that. And at least we don't think they do. They didn't tell us right. they did. <laughs> and we, we trust them enough that it's not going to be that big a deal. Mm-hmm. But it still made me feel hurt in the moment. Yeah. And that's the point is we just need to be careful of the things we choose to say around Mm -hmm. our friends um, because our spouse's safety with us is most important important. yeah right it's really easy to um just want to say anything in a situation that makes you look better right and um, you want to have the best story or the biggest laugh or the yeah and a lot of times in order to make you look better you say something that makes your spouse look worse yeah and um, so just being aware of anything you say in a group setting, thinking, is this going to be uplifting to my spouse? Yep. And finding that line between the two of you and discussing it. Like, yeah. well, what do you think about this situation? Would you be okay? Because I, you asked me about a different situation, and I was like, yeah, that's not a big deal. But in yeah. your mind, it was bigger than the situation you brought up. Yeah. It was a bigger deal. And so discussing those things just between the two of you so it's like if we find ourselves in a situation Mm -hmm. what do you think about this or even after a situation happens talking about it yeah discussing it together and doing a debrief yeah just (laughs) being honest like what you said really hurt me at the time and it made me feel really embarrassed yeah or me saying i said something that i really wasn't sure was okay can i get your thoughts on it was that okay or was that not okay Mm mm-hmm um, and I feel like it's a lot easier to learn from experience like that versus prepping for the future because you're not always sure what's going to come up, what's going to be said. Of course. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a good tip. <laughs> yeah. Man, got some good tips. Amazing. <laughs> All the <Yeah>. tips. <laughs> um, I think it's important to have friends to lean on and rely on but I think it's also equally as important to make sure you are that friend as well Uh, yes absolutely yeah Yeah. which goes back to like the one-sidedness thing but that we're talking about Mm -hmm. but it's just it's so easy to be selfish it's just inherent in our nature and to think oh I need all these people to rely so that I can rely on but it's like can they really rely on you too because you're not going to be able to build that close bond if they don't feel like they can rely on you back and a lot of that it's a two-sided thing a lot of that comes down to like if you schedule something and you 
um, cancel often on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. People are then going to just not ask you for things or they're going to think, oh, well, they asked me to do this thing, but they're probably not even going to do it. So Yeah, they start to make assumptions in their head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Following through with your word is hard. It is. Because, like, especially us in our situation, we want to commit to everything. Yeah. Right? We want to just say, yeah, we can totally help you with this thing and that thing and whatever. There's only so much time in a day, though. There's only so much time. And things that are more important have have fallen um, behind Mm -hmm. because we can overcommit. Yeah. Um, So we're trying to learn how to commit to things, like, properly. Yeah. How to know when to pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that all goes comes back to the that Bible verse. I really need to learn some references. <laughs> but the one that says, do unto others as you'd have done unto yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not willing to um, be a supportive friend or be available, you can't expect other people to be that support for you Absolutely. as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, just because we, I mean, we just went through how people will just get tired of being yeah. trampled over. And it, that goes full circle all the way back to finding like-minded people. Yep. You've got to decide, I am going to be this kind of friend that is encouraging and uplifting. And uh, so therefore, I'm going to find other like-minded people that are like that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's a challenging space. For everyone. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I would even say if your friend group is the one that is going out to the bar every weekend and partying, you need to make a choice of, is this really giving me life? Mm-hmm. I know that seems yeah. preachy, but it's like, I just, we need to be doing things that are best for us, best for our family. Mm-hmm. and going out with the boys, you know, every Friday night. Is that really best for your family? Yeah. Um, but then you shouldn't jump to extremes and say, I can't have guy time anymore. I only right. can hang out with my wife. Yeah, I just can't be friends with you guys anymore because that's not the point. Because yeah. what will end up happening is if you if you bring it up to your friend group like that and you say, guys, I really don't feel like this is health, healthy for me or my family and I need to do something different. I love hanging out with you guys. I love yeah. all of you guys, but I can't do this. But the easier way to bring it up is to say, my wife told me that I shouldn't be hanging out with you anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's tacking her. That's of putting course. the blame on her. And that's one of those things where it's like, that was not. that's not uplifting that we just talked about but yeah um where i was going with that was whether or not they accept you in that in making that statement to them Mm -hmm. and you walking away um eventually they will because you spoke those words to them and you were honest with them what's going to happen is they're going to be attracted to the honesty and they're going to they may start to recognize, you know what, maybe he's right, because I feel like crap afterwards. And 
my home life is not as good as I would like it to be and whatever, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of good that can come out of that confrontation yeah. if you're willing to have it. And if they're not the kind of people who are willing to accept that, then that's another situation where you consider, are these people that really should be in an inner circle or should they be moved out? Yeah, do I need to be spending this much time with these these people? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we covered quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to say. I feel like um, one of the things that has brought us the closest together with our friends is when we dive into scripture together. Yes. Um, And it's not like reading a whole book. Yeah. At at once. It's like maybe when we meet, we bring up, hey, I saw this as the verse of the day today. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also not the only thing we can do together is read the Bible because that's the healthiest. We do just life together, whatever that may look like. But in life together, we will sit down and dive into scripture. And that point right there is where I feel like that moment is what brings us closer. Something I've realized. Because we've done, we're in two small groups right now that are really important to us and they're both different one has been more um just reading out of the bible and one has been reading not a book of the bible just like a regular book yeah a marriage book and i found that the reading the bible together builds the relationship stronger and brings you closer together than just a regular book Mm -hmm. not that the regular book is bad but no um there's just something about having God in the middle of things that really makes it good. <laughs> yeah. You know? For sure. So I think that's important. Yeah. yeah that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it I that noticed. way. Yeah. So just making a point to, like you said, bringing up, I read this verse yesterday and it really stuck out to me, or asking... Yeah. How can we be praying for you? Because we really want to be praying for you guys. Yes. And following through with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so easy for a lot of people and to say, yeah, I'm praying for you. And then you, for- it, it may just be you forgot mm-hmm. to pray, but it, I don't know. I forget a lot. It's really hard to for me to even tell people I'm praying for you. Unless, like, I just did, right? Because otherwise, it, it's I'm going to forget. I think that's a good habit, though. Like, making sure you actually pray about it before you tell them, yeah, I'm praying. Because yeah. we have a lot of people in our lives that often reach out and say, um, please pray for me or please pray for this. And it's like, you have to reply praying or else. Yeah. It's like, it feels rude if I don't reply, yeah. you know? It's like, what else am I going to reply? Like, okay. Yeah. Like, that seems rude, too. And so it's just like like a habit. Like, you just reply, praying, and then that's it. But you don't actually do it. The challenge for me is I just, I will choose, I just won't reply. Whether mm-hmm. or not I do, uh, often I do choose to pray for them. Mm-hmm. But that is more valuable to me than me replying to them and them reali- hearing that I prayed for them. Because... I'd rather do it and not say anything than... That's true. Yeah. I think that's just something I need to 
to work through. It's like, just because I didn't reply this one time doesn't mean that they're like, oh, she's awful. Cut her out of my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because, um, yeah, the actual act of praying is it's what's the important part, not that you said you were going to pray or, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Awesome. What do you think about where people should find their friends? Um, I think church is a good place to I start. Think church is a good place. Um, I would really encourage any couples, if they're not already doing this, but to get themselves in a small group. Yeah. With other like-minded couples. This doesn't have to be a um, facilitated small group, as you know, especially if you go to church. It doesn't have to be a church small group. Yeah. It could be. Um, hey, I, we sat next to this couple at church, right? And we um, chose to be a little vulnerable and reach out to them and invite them to lunch afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. And it can start from there. And um, maybe they know another couple in church and they're like, oh, we would love to meet together yeah. and go through this book or go through whatever. And you can kind of build those relationships organic organically. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a structure study. Yeah. But I would encourage people um, either try to get yourself into a small group or if there is no option for getting into a small group, maybe you pray whether that's something that you need to be the one to start a small <laughs> yeah. group. Yep. Um, and I think I really like the word small group because it's, it's just a group of people that often meet together. Yeah. And so you're able to really build those relationships because you're meeting often not um oh yeah we have friends but they none of them know each other and we just see them every once in a while and yeah. it's just different because in a small group you can do life together because you see each other so often because mm -hmm. um, we've also found like sometimes when um like i have a friend that just got married and we get together with them it's like maybe her and i get along but you and the husband are like we have nothing in common you know, yeah. and it's hard to like, I'm not, I don't want to force you to keep hanging out with someone that you don't connect with. Yeah. Same with, you know, me. And so having like a, a group of people that you can do life together and, and bond with. You and can rely on them. Rely on them. Yeah. And I think it's really important. It is. For sure. Yeah. We love each other. Yeah. But our <clears throat> friends have leveled up our marriage yeah a hundred percent yeah i would have told you before that your order of priority should be god your spouse kids if you have them right and then family and then everybody else but now i think it's friends and family might even be on the same level yeah they certainly could be like your inner circle of friends yeah yeah and for some people, your friends are, you are much closer to your friends than your family, and you can rely on them a lot more. Mm -hmm. And that's that's okay. Mm -hmm. We have super unusual family relationships. Yeah. For most, compared to most people. Mm -hmm. Like, I see my brother almost every day. I see your brother every day, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really unique. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other action points? I don't think so. Okay. Make well, some friends. Get some friends. Yeah. 
because it's important. Or else you're going to be isolated and mad at each other. Yeah. And it's really easy when you're first married to feel like, why, why would I need anybody else? I have my spouse. I'm good. Yeah. Um, and that becomes a really hard road if you continue down that path forever. It becomes For really... Sure. <sighs> There's a level of isolation yeah. even though you have each other. Yeah. There's definitely a lonely. lot yeah. and difficult. So even if you're like just married and you're like, oh, we're good. We have each other. I would encourage you to still take this step even if you don't feel like you need it right now because I can guarantee you in a few months you will need it. Yep. And for us, three years was a really long time, and we had a lot of rough patches just from loneliness. Yeah. Being like, I am sick and tired of being around family all the time, but, I mean, I love them. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't, seeing them every single day, but I don't I don't have any other option. I don't know anybody else. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because a lot of times, family isn't all in your same stage of life either. No, most of the time they're most not. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. Good enough. Go make some friends. Have fun. Boom, bang. <laughs> Pow. Bye. Bye.